Left. Right. Yo, yo, yo. This episode is about misnomers and common misconceptions. So, get uh, get ready to learn some things that you probably didn't know. I know I learned a lot in this episode. So, uh, listen on, enjoy, and if you uh, can think of anything that we missed, throw it in the comments. See you on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 All right, that long pour means that we are live. Welcome, everyone, to Sip Talk, episode 185. My name is Justin DiGiulio, joined by James, the Bosnator Boswell philosopher, bartender, professional referee, and most exciting of all, accountant. James, how's it hanging down there in sunny South Carolina? It was pretty cloudy today, so we're, we're false advertising. Ay, 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 man, that's not good. you got to talk to the governor down there. That's... uh. You know, he's they, got they, more important things to do, like make sure that the state executes people by firing squad and prevents women from getting abortions. <laughs> um, I could be wrong on this. I actually, I don't know. But is there any firing squad? Or are you pulling this out of your ass? No, because that, I wouldn't be real. surprised. It's a real thing. No, that's one hundred percent real. Is it, the, it's the already state happened? used to do its executions by lethal injection, but for the last couple of years. Pretty much any state's had a really hard time getting the drugs needed for that because manufacturers and doctors have just said no. And so the state said, well, we still need to kill people. Um, and if we can't do it with drugs, then, uh, well, there's either the electric chair or firing squad. And the state decided on firing squad. Seems a lot messier to me. <laughs> Seems a lot messier. Um, I, I mean, I have a solution to this, actually. What is the solution? Mm, just don't kill people. Like, yeah, that's. I don't know if, this, if your state's ready for that. Uh, look, it, it, dude, it's not we... that hard. And all like, it, I, and I, let me just go off on a rant for a second about this one. All like, right, and then I'll and then I'll introduce the topic because that's important today. <laughs> like, to me, the death penalty is an incredibly stupid thing because, like, if you're wrong, you can't undo it. If someone is convicted for life in prison, like. And then 20 or 30 years later, you realize, oh, uh, we screwed up. You can do something to fix it. If you've already shot them, not much you can do. And also, like, I actually think that life in prison is worse. Because you have to just spend a really long time staring at a wall saying, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I don't think prison is as bad as people envision it to be. I don't know. I feel like there's some soft prisons. I don't know. I don't, I, I've never really... Even a soft prison is still a prison. Um, I had a volleyball coach that was a former corrections officer, and he said that like the biggest punishment in prison was the fact that you're removed from society. Yeah, I mean, I... On the short term, that like you know, on a shorter sentence, that would really bother you. In a longer sentence, it just becomes your life. Um, I thought you were going to say you had a volleyball coach that went to prison, and I was going to say, oh, so you've had two coaches that went. Yeah. To prison. Uh, all right. So look, today, let me announce the topic because that's important. Today, uh, we are talking about common misnomers, and 
those are things that in misconceptions. Yeah, in, in misconceptions. But misnomers are, are words that are meant to sound like something that they are not. Um, but before we hit our very long list, we are shy of our one of our producers, Rasht, who feeds us your comments live. So if you're watching live, I see you, Lisa. I see you on YouTube. You can watch us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. And if you comment on those platforms, we can read them and reply to you. However, if you're watching on TikTok or you're watching on Instagram, we can't see your comments tonight. So unfortunately, Rosh isn't isn't. Yeah, so, so get on YouTube and Twitch and, and Facebook and all those and comment there so we can interact directly with you. We'll try and respond and, to your comments as they come in. And as always, we're happy to have Lisa here. And share your misnomers. If you have some good misnomers, I would love for you to share some of those. We're going to start at the top of the list here uh, with misnomers from mentalfloss.com. However, uh, I think it's important that we do start with a drink as this is Sip Talk. James, I heard you crack a beverage over, over the myriad of beverages cracking in our intro music. Yep. It, one sounded distinctly like it came from South Carolina. What, what are you um, drinking? Well, Sierra Nevada Wild Little Thing. I got like two or three left. I'm kind of on this. I'll buy a six-pack or a 12-pack, and I'll work my way through it. Mm, no that variety. Only, only takes me a couple of hours, but I notice you at least can stretch it two episodes. Mm, if I'm drinking with the purpose, I'm drinking liquor. Fair enough. I have a uh, big bottle of whiskey. I'm going to pour a little in. Uh, well, it looks like Jim Beam. Yeah, that is the. It's only I love so... how I could catch that side on. <laughs> Thank you for going me out on that. It's uh, it's a good stuff. Yeah, but I didn't need to see the front of the label. I could tell from like two seconds of exposure of the side. I'm going to call it the expensive version. Not because. Jim Beam is an expensive brand, but because it's the big bottle, so it costs yeah. more than the little bottle. And uh, I'm going to mix a little Pepsi in there. Uh, so, uh, misnomer is something. I went for a little run today, and uh, <clears throat> I heard somebody just uh, mentioned a word, and they're like, "Oh, that's a bit of a misnomer. It's confusing." They're talking about rhinoplasties. Um, so I was like, "I, I, I actually think that rhinoplasty is the perfect word for it." <laughs> um, well, uh, I. Uh, I just started thinking, and I was like, oh, there's got to be so many misnomers out there. I thought of a couple. I'm like, I'm going to make a list. And then I came back, I s sat down at the computer, and, uh, and you know, we're kind of uh, we're winging it with tonight's topic. But let's start with number one, uh, Chinese checkers. It is not a form of checkers, nor is it from China. It was actually invented in Germany in 1892, and the name was changed to make it more marketable in 1928. A rare example of Germans being creative. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, I said we go uh, one off the other. Does that sound fair? Yeah, you yeah, can we can read, go through. Yeah, you yeah can some read, of these will be read. quicker than others. Well, well yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question, though, about Chinese checkers. Have you ever played Chinese checkers? Yeah. I have no, I've never played Chinese checkers. I wouldn't even know. Chinese checkers like marbles with like the, the star, right? Yeah, yeah, and the the whole goal is to like get your marbles to in the same formation on the other side of the board, and they can jump over like marbles just like in checkers, but there's no capturing. I I just imagine that people had to have been so bored when they invented these games. Well, think about how bored people were, because if look at a picture of an advertisement, uh, for radio in like the 30s, so the Studebaker radio or whatever, and, you know, the people would have the radios in the living room, 
and like everybody would be sitting around the living room staring at the radio. <laughs> That's true. Like, I can't That's wait true. for you to turn into a TV. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, but we used to stare at TVs waiting for them to turn into uh, computers and iPads. You think? I mean, I I'm not good now at just sitting and watching TV. Like I just, you know, I can't do it. No, uh, no, no. It's not. It, it's not engrossing it's, enough. Like if I'm watching TV, I'm also doing something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, but think about like how bored you would have had to have been to sit in the living room, <laughs> staring at a wooden right box. That's making noise. There's no, there is no visual experience. At least with the TV, your your eyes can can. Yeah, like once you tune the radio, the visual experience was over. Radio is arguably like one step below books, <laughs> so um, there's more technology there. But um, all right, hit this next one. <laughs> Arabic numerals didn't actually er, er, um, originate in the Arabian Peninsula. They were invented in India, but they got the name Arabic numerals for. Because the mathematicians that brought them to Europe were Arabic. Mm, I see. Ah, well, while we're on the subject of math, James, the Fibonacci sequence, in which each number is the sum of the previous two. 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, was first discussed by Indian scholars several centuries before Fibonacci. I think... The number yeah. of applications that the Fibonacci sequence has is insane. I actually, I, uh, I'm not too familiar with it. I mean, I know I understand how it works, but I, I, I'm trying to think of where I've seen some type of application of this. It, it, it shows up in nature all the time. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly in the way that, like, so the, the golden ratio, which is like 1.68 to 1, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm is just a common pattern that you see in nature. When you see flowers and stuff grow, very often they grow in a sequence that's, that's Fibonacci. Um, I can send you pictures. Like, if you, you, you can look at, like, cabbages or broccoli and, like, the way that they spiral out. Oh, interesting. Um, if you look at any... And there's also... Um, I'm pretty sure that Euler's number is related to the Fibonacci sequence. That's the, the, the letter E. That has to do with exponential growth. Mm. I was um, thinking, and also was... randomness. There's there, a lot of like random and pseudo random functions deal with either Euler's number or um, the Fibonacci sequence. I was thinking of, and I, it's been on the tip of my tongue the entire time you've been speaking, but I've been I've been half paying attention. <laughs> um, I was thinking, what's that? The shape that's almost like uh, it just kind of gets smaller but recreates itself. Yeah, it's a Fibonacci spiral. Um, no, I don't think that's what I'm, I'm thinking of. Logarithmic spiral. Mm, I, I will think of the word. It's not, we're, we're thinking of two different things. Fractals. Okay, yeah. Is, is fractal, is there any Fibonacci in fractal? Maybe. Okay, all right, I'll let you hit the next one. Because the, I think the one after the next one is, is more what people would, number five is more common misnomer. Okay. Yeah, so number four, we'll go through quick. Um, the Pythagorean theorem was known about a thousand years before it, Pythagoras put his name on it um, by, by the Babylonians. I'm pretty sure the Egyptians knew about it too, because that's how they used they used um, rope to create the 90 degree angles um, for their pyramids, because they knew that if they had rope with knots of equal lengths, if they were to do the three, four, five, have three on one side, four on the other side, 
and then if there was five on the on the long side, the hypotenuse, they knew that it would be a 90 degree angle. So I'm pretty sure the Egyptians knew about it too. Yeah. Um, all right. Next one. More, much more of a common misnomer. Koala bears are not bears. They are marsupials. And king crabs aren't crabs. I uh, wasn't familiar with that. So uh, they're one of the many animals that are referred to as false crabs, along with closely related hermit crabs. So then, what what is a crab specifically? Um, I don't know what you have to be to be in, like considered a crab instead of a false crab, but there's an, an interesting like study in biology called carcinization that basically looks at how a lot of different species, when you look at their evolutionary arc, tend to evolve towards things that look like crabs. That you can have a whole bunch of unrelated species that all look really similar, despite having developed completely separately. And so also, king... koala bears are incredibly stupid animals that are <laughs> laden with chlamydia. I didn't know that about the uh, chlamydia. Uh, koala bears, are they they're the ones that, that kill people? Um. Yeah. Drop bears. Yeah. I. I. You know. So I heard you that. Go, yeah. Like the Australians will tell you about the drop bears. You got to watch out for them. Uh. Is that a joke? Cause... Yes. Oh, okay. Uh. No. I'm pretty sure koala bears kill people. Somebody told me that a lot of times in China, the tourists go to uh pet the koala bears and end up getting mauled by the koala bear. No. Koala bears are like this big. I don't. Ah. Uh... Or maybe I'm thinking of pandas. Yeah, probably panda bears. Panda bears are, panda bears big, are also right? stupid animals, but not as stupid as koala bears. No. I I just want to read you the first paragraph of the uh, king crab Wikipedia. King crabs are a taxon of crab-like decapod crustaceans, chiefly found in cold seas. Because of their large size and the taste of their meat, many species are widely caught and sold as food. The most common being the red king crab. Yeah, Lisa says you're thinking of pandas. Yeah, you okay, de you pandas. definitely are. Koala bears are like really the size of teddy bears, but far less holdable. Uh, you know, I've wanted a, a bear skin rug for decades. I think it'd be so cool to have a nice bear skin rug. I'd recommend panda skin. <laughs> Maybe should I hunt one down? Yeah. Panda skin wouldn't be as uh, like Abercrombie uh, Lodge in the in the Adirondacks type feeling. No, no, but it would definitely make you look like an international drug dealer. <laughs> All right, hit the next one here. Uh, glow worms and fireflies aren't worms or flies, but insect larvae and beetles. Well, I could have told you that about the fireflies. Um, they're beetles. Yeah, because yeah, like when you hold them, like when you actually look at them up close, they look just like beetles. Fireflies are cool, man. I haven't seen them in a while. <laughs> oh, man, they are all over my yard. Really? All, yeah. You got fireflies? I have not. Not yet. It's not quite warm enough. And I'm actually, right now, there's not many bugs out. And I'm really worried that there's going to be lots of bugs. I don't know. Last year, like, it made it miserable to be outside. So I've oh, tried well, to, like, you don't, know, like, I don't know how to mitigate that. Fireflies are endangered right now. And, like, they've been oh. going away. Did we talk about the lighthouse, uh, the light something fly? Um, the, that's this giant infestation in New Jersey. Yes, we did. Yeah, uh, that's another one. I'm freaking terrified of. I want to. There's other animals that yeah, eat go ahead it. and kill those ones. There's other animals that eat it, I, and you can buy the not animals. There's actually other insects that eat it, and you can buy those insects. So if they come back this year, I'm buying insects on the internet and just releasing them into the into the woods in the backyard. All right, uh, next one. 
the European Union, not exclusively European, it spans five continents. According to the UN, Cyprus is in Asia. Uh, Spain, a portion of Spain is in Africa. I did not know that at all. Uh, and France has regions in both the North and South America. Um, okay, I guess that I guess that makes sense. I didn't, but they have these territories outside of the European continent. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, all right, you're up. You're up with the next. The horned toad and the slow worm are both species of lizard. I don't. I don't the really horned know toad is not a frog. Is not. Is not a toad. Uh, according to this, I don't know. Hmm. So uh, here's another one that I think much more obvious of a misnomer but starfish and jellyfish not fish i don't think people actually think that they're fish though like when you look at them people don't say oh yeah that's a fish that's why i said it's a bit more <laughs> a bit more of a a common one you know that <laughs> you from, what's that what's a little horse fish called seahorse seahorse, seahorse? those are real animals did yeah, you know they that? are dude um, that's wild you know what also is funny what's that is um, with seahorses, the the male seahorse is the one that gets pregnant. Mm, then why would it be the male? Uh, because there's a very stubborn scientist out there. <laughs> then there's the male uh, seahorse. Well, Bill, I think that one's pregnant. The, the male has the baby. <laughs> um. Uh, all right. What, what's what's next on here? I think that's you, actually. Uh, despite looking like fashionable ants, velvet ants are actually wasps. I don't know what velvet ants look like. I don't man. know what velvet ants are. Yeah, that's not one I'm familiar with. This one I don't get either. Like strawberries aren't aren't berries. Neither are blueberries, raspberries, or blackberries. By definition, berries have to be produced by a single ovary, like a red currant. Or a grape. I don't know what a red currant is. I, like grape, sure. And, uh, yeah. And then yeah. for and then, and then like this is just poorly written because it, yeah. it says and for that matter is a banana. So someone had a stroke while writing this. <laughs> oh man, we get this. We get this inquiry that was like the longest. Somebody interested in an apartment the other day, and the longest like life story about them, and then went on to say how they were like a, a writer, and. Uh, I thought, that, but there was no punk. It, it, it was basically three paragraphs worth of writing, and it, it, explaining how they were a writer, and there was no punctuation at all throughout the entire message. So I, it, the, I think the, people they just were don't a writer, write not it. a punctuator. <laughs> people, I said, well, they, if, if they're published, they must have an incredible editor that just does most of the work for them and interprets the thing without using punctuation. Is it's open to interpretation a lot of times. Um. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, a lot of people know this actually. Peanuts, not nuts. Because, legumes. Because they are related to peas. They are legumes. Coconuts, walnuts, pistachios. Also, not nuts, but droops like dates, coffee beans, olives, uh, which are fresh or are, are fleshy fruits surrounded with a hard shell. Uh, let me let in uh, the rash here. Uh, All right. Actually, pa Raj, well, hold Panama on. hats are from Ecuador. Rosh has joined us, so you guys can uh, continue commenting on uh, Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. 
Raj will be following your comments there. Uh, however, uh, we're not going to let him in because Raj doesn't like being on video. So he's, he's sitting with his, uh, his camera off, feeding us your comments. But as Raj said, Elvis is in the building. And by in the building, we mean at home in front of his computer because this is a Zoom. Yeah, we meeting. should really like, call him the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> there you go. Um, the right. Wizard of Rashed. All right, what do you get next here? Uh, Panama hats come from Ecuador. Next. I didn't know that. Panama hats? Yeah. What's a Panama hat? It's kind of like that straw. No. It has it has the thing that goes. You know, it's not a straw hat, I think. It's no. like a floppy sombrero, right? And it has the the thing that you you can. It's kind of. It's kind of like a fedora, actually. Ooh. Uh, interesting. All right. Well, um, uh, let's see. What do we have here? Panama hats come from Ecuador. Uh, is the Panama Canal does that border uh, Ecuador? No. No. All right. Um, I'm pretty sure it goes to it's. It, it's the dividing line between Panama and Colombia, or okay. it might just be all Panama. I was I was going to say it could be Panama on both sides, but I I mean I don't spend enough time uh, swimming the. And I, I think it actually is all Panama because the the border between Panama and uh, Colombia is um, what's called the Darien Gap, where there's like no roads. That it, it's like this wild jungle where like drug smugglers. And like diphtheria exists, and that's about it. <laughs> uh, interesting. interesting. Yeah, there's all sorts of like really nasty bugs and stuff. But if you wanted to drive from here to, I don't know, Brazil, you would be able to make it about halfway or three quarters of the way through Panama, and then the roads would end. And um, like you, unless you have a super capable car, you have to be in like a like a Jeep Wrangler, like we used to do. Back you need in to the be day. at a Jeep Wrangler that's very well equipped. Well, we didn't have a winch. We would have gotten a lot. We would have gotten a lot further and probably stuck a lot less if we had a. I'm a winch. pretty sure that if you try to make this trip without a winch, you're not going to have a good time. Did you Did you ever visit when we went up this this kind of big mound, like like a mini mountain, and my jeep started to fall off the edge of the cliff? We were there for that. No, I. I a lot of these jeep adventures, I arrived. <laughs> After things had gone wrong, <laughs> oh, dude! So I was going. I was up. the rescue squad. I, I, I we used to drive up to this top of this mound that was I don't know maybe fifty feet tall or something. Is like that River that. Road? It was River Road, and there was a big that big dirt mound. It was yeah. Like, I get a lot of good memories of that place. <laughs> um, yeah, we can maybe share off air. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually got I got. Remember the police came when I yeah, was Yeah, I know that yeah. story. Oh god. So either way there was a it, they must have just built this mound, but the dump trucks had a path to go up the up the mound, a road to go up the mound and dump more dirt on the top. So I was going up this path except it had freshly snowed and uh, and I slipped off the edge. So I had to tie the jeep with a toe strap to a tree and then we got another jeep behind it to try to but I think we ended up with three tow trucks, all of whom I had to pay to come out there. It was it was bad. Yeah, I remember doing rock climbing up that mound, <laughs> and like you and Scott went first. And the thing is, it was all loose dirt. So like you well, and Scott rock went climbing. up. It was it was a dirt mound. So, so there were like rocks forty or fifty it. feet up. So if you fall, you're gonna get hurt. Yeah, and like yeah. I'm the last one going up. So you guys just like loosened up all the handholds. <laughs> Rock climbing because we're climbing dirt <laughs> with rocks in it. Yeah, and like 
I got about five feet from the edge, and the two of you are just like chilling, having already made it up there, and I'm just like pulling loose dirt, and like you guys had to like pull me up because I couldn't make it, not because I, like I didn't have the strength to, but because I was just like clawing it, like as 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 the mountain like erodes underneath your hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you you guys certainly smoothed the path out for me. <clears throat> All right, let's uh, let's hit the next one. English horns. Uh, they don't come from England. They come from Poland. Do you know what an English horn sounds like? Uh, I know that it is a woodwind. Yeah, because you read three three words <laughs> further. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't. It's a, it says uh, in, uh, instruments related to the oboe, but. Um, I know what the French horn sounds like, and yeah, I know what a French horn looks like. But all right, Jerusalem artichokes come from North America. Uh, you, you know, mm, Jerusalem part might be a corruption of the Italian word sunflower, girasole. Yeah. yeah, but um, I mean, have you ever gone to a grocery store and be like, "Oh, they got artichokes. Oh, they're not Jerusalem. Never mind." <laughs> Uh, no, but I do know Florida avocado uh, is not uh, like from, I don't know, I've seen it other places in Florida. Have you ever seen the Florida avocados, the big smooth ones? Um, yeah, I've never bought them because like I'm not going to mess with something that I don't know. They're just not, they don't have as much flavor, um, but they're not bad and you just get a lot of avocado out of them. Uh, I'll let you hit the next one. Um, so Rosh is saying that the French fries he had for lunch today are not coming from France. And he's oh, on point because wow. that was the next one. Coincidentally. French fries are most likely from Belgium. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. I thought maybe we invented them in the Do U.S. Do you know how um, potato chips came into existence? Mm. You know this story? No, I don't know the potato chip story. So... I believe this was actually somewhere in upstate New York that this happened, but the, the location doesn't matter that much. A guy goes to a restaurant and orders french fries, and he asks the, the chef to cut them thin. And the chef makes the dish, and the guy complains about the french fries being too thick. So he sends the plate back like three or four times. And finally, the, the chef gets really, really angry, like, all right, I'm just going to cut this as thin as I possibly can. So he basically uses, like, like a peeler. Yeah. And, and puts them into the fryer and sends them back out. And the guy liked them, and that's how potato chips came to exist. Interesting. Hmm. It was by yeah. some asshole at a restaurant. Well, you, you learn something new sometimes on some days. Um. And then, of course, we renamed... Remember there was a push to rename them Freedom Fries after 9-11? No, no, it wasn't after 9-11. I'm pretty sure it was. I thought there no. was a George Bush thing. It was a George Bush thing, but it wasn't because oh, yeah. of 9-11. Not well, directly, at least. Well, it, it, was, it was all about freedom at that point. It was after we declared war in Iraq, France wouldn't join the coalition of the willing. <laughs> and, and basically, France says, this is a dumb war, and we don't want to be a part of it. And so... Americans got really pissed at the French for not being fully on our side in a in a stance that France ended up being proven largely correct on. <laughs> so we said, screw that. We're not calling them French fries anymore. 
We're calling them freedom fries. And, of course, we didn't revert to French fries because the French were ultimately right. We reverted to French fries because nobody called French fries freedom fries. Yeah, it's really because we were ultimately lazy. <laughs> Which, if you ever need to bet on something, bet on Americans being lazy. True, true. Um, all right, uh, next one. This is something I don't know. So, I, like, some of these, I'm a bit, like, where did these come from? Um, Bombay Duck. Not a duck. It's a fish. Yeah. If you would ask me, what does a Bombay duck look like? Love me some Bombay sapphire, though. That's always that's always a a good good one. Not top shelf, so that's good. I like Bombay sapphire. Yeah, that's what I said. It's always a good one. Uh, two toed sloth should be refer referred to as two fingered sloths. Their front hands have two fingers on each, while their back feet have three toes. And to me, that sounds like you're really splitting hairs because, like, sometimes they're walking on all four feet. Other times, like, when they're climbing a tree, they're using them more like arms. So, like, can we just agree that it's okay to call them two-toed sloths? Also, two-fingered sloths just doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> doesn't have the ring to it, yeah. No. Um, all right. Scientists really need to get with some marketing agencies on some of these things. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. So, uh, Rosh, don't don't uh, stab me. But Paris's Pont Neuf is the oldest bridge in the city, but it the name means new bridge. It was completed in uh, 1607. Yeah, but not renaming it is definitely a French thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Rosh just commented. Point Neuf means uh, new bridge. Yeah, but like, yeah, I can totally see the French mean like, should we rename it? No. Well, the French, I, I, it's my understanding that they're a bit on the lazier side too, but with with a righteousness to it, the self righteousness, uh, you know, to be lazy. Yeah. Whereas Americans just a bit more on the lazy end. Um, all right, I'll let you hit the next one. The Isle of Dogs in central London isn't an island, but rather a peninsula-like loop of land surrounded on three sides by the River Thames. Okay, thought, but, like, but... who cares? Like, <laughs> it's, it's mostly surrounded by water. That's good enough. <laughs> um, all right, the next one, I don't even know what it is. Cat gut is made from sheep gut. And has never come from cat. The cat part is mysterious, but it might come from a corruption of kit, an old dialect for the word fiddle. Oh, is cat gut? Um, I was thinking maybe that's what they like stretch over drums or something. Dude, but, I have no idea. Uh, Rush, can you Google what cat gut is for us? Um, yeah, he said guitar. But, but where would you have something on a the guitar strings? strings? I mean, I know that, like, for, for in tennis, um, like, some tennis strings are made out of, like, sheep gut. So, like, it's called natural gut oh. strings. So, like, some, some really high-end tennis strings are actually oh, made. Oh, I always from... wondered where gut was involved in that. Yeah, so it, the stomach must be really, uh, like, like, densely rubbery. Well, and... yeah, it, it's fibrous, and, like, the advantage of like natural gut strings is that like they grip the ball really well, so you can hit with a lot of spin, 
and like they hold their tension well so that way but like they also rebound so like they you can have back, high yeah. tension for control but still like get the power from the bounce out of the strings uh, all right violin strings are not made out of cat guts they're, no, right, so they're violin not. strings close enough they're, to get but they're made but they're made from sheep gut so it's called cat gut but they think it comes from the word kit which is a dialect for the word for fiddle Oh, well, then, you know, they, they, dude, if we had just read four more words, we would have been able to figure it out. <laughs> um, all right, you hit the next one. <laughs> when you hit your funny bone, you're not hitting a bone. You're hitting your ulnar nerve. So, yeah, like there's an exposed nerve ending there. Yeah, that's a and shame. I think funny bone is really just for the observers. <laughs> it has to be how it got its name, right? This is a funny feeling um, when you hit your bone, but people thought they were hitting the bone. Um all right, I'll, I'll hit the next one. The Battle of Bunker Hill mainly took place on nearby Breed's Hill in Boston, Massachusetts. All right, you, you got the next n number 24 here. Yeah, there are 1,864 islands in the Thousand Islands Archipelago. Yeah, but, like, again, what what sounds better? Because, like, if you go to, like, Minnesota and it's the land of 10,000 lakes... And they probably have more like eighteen or twenty thousand, but you're not going to say the land of eighteen thousand four hundred and sixty-seven lakes, and then constantly be updating it for a while. Yeah, I think, I think that's the biggest reason why they don't want to give uh, places like uh, uh, territories of the U.S. What are they like? Uh, fuck, why can't I think of the name? Um, Puerto Rico. They don't want to consider them states. I think a lot of the pushback is they just don't want to add things to our flag. Or that people like fifty because it's a round number. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We got we got uh, what was it? Hawaii and Alaska? They, they, were they like a package deal? They were two. No, Hawaii came a like, good like twenty or thirty years after Alaska. Okay, so what was before Hawaii, Alaska? Yeah, and we were forty-eight for just a while, or yeah. forty-nine for just a while. I think so. All right. Well. All right, I don't see many flags except around uh, 4th of July. Uh, Napoleon's 100 days, the period between his return from exile and uh, his restoration to French monarchy uh, lasted from March 20th to July 8th, 111 days. Yo, that one's really annoying me. Like, 100 days, 111 Like, it, again, it's just we get the point. Yeah, that's like saying there's tw like that's like somebody getting mad by saying like, yeah, twenty four hours from now. And like if you mean a day from now, it's twenty three hours and fifty six minutes. Go, go find a hobby, dude. Well, let's read the next three. Yeah, the thousand days war was eleven 1 hundred and thirty days. Close enough for me. Okay, the thirty but the next days. One, war, this one is really this one's really misleading. The thirty day war. The 30 Days War was a part of larger skirmishes that lasted 304 days. Uh, that one's not so close. And the 100 Years War was 116 years. So, uh, again, I'm cool with that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the days we're okay with, but the uh, the years, maybe? I don't know. No, no, no. It was like or the 30 to 300, more? that's too big of a gap. 100 yeah. to 111, who cares? Um, all right, so... Now we, uh... All right. I want to just kind of pick and choose from these ones, and I actually want to throw in one of my own that's that might be on here, but I don't think it is. Okay. Is, All right. So, 
Have you ever heard someone say it has a really steep learning curve? Yeah. Okay. What does I that mean that. to you? I think I, I think that. Oh, well, the curve would be over time, so it would actually be not a steep learning curve. So if something like so the x-axis would be some... time, right? The x-axis mm -hmm. would be presumably time. Yeah, so yeah. Steep means like it, meaning it would happen rather quickly. Yeah. Uh... So like when people say it's a steep learning curve. They're they're talking about it being difficult, like you have to climb up this steep hill to get there. <laughs> but so in reality, good. a steep learning curve means something that you pick up really quick because over time you now very like quickly time, get it. Yeah. Like, now like if it's a flat learning curve, that's hard. Yeah, so the y axis would be knowledge, the x axis would be time, and meaning that you have traveled very little time and acquired a great vast amount of knowledge. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that may have run through my head in the past, but um, but it's just it's more the the visual that the steeper it is the the more treacherous it is to uh to scale like our dirt or 50 foot dirt <laughs> <laughs> um all right can we can we hit the tip mouse yeah it's all you okay good because i i'm really I, I i've heard of the tit mouse before I assumed it was a mouse i did not know that the tip mouse is actually a bird and they're related to chickadees. You know what chickadees are? Kind of. Yeah, they just make the noise. Chickadee. That's the noise they make. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that we've got them around our house up in uh, Albany. So my mom has bird feeders for attracting large populations of birds and or squirrels. And squirrels. Do you have your bird feeders at your house down there in South Carolina? we got a bird house. Okay. Which actually has birds in it. No, which. You yeah. got to think like you look at all the other species and they look at birdhouses. You say, the only other wild animals that we know of that build their own houses. <laughs> and who do the humans build houses for? Come on, man. <laughs> I got to tell you something funny, actually. Uh, but I'm thinking about making like some bird. I want to put like some hummingbird, like some sugar water stuff out there. Um, you know, I, I think that'd be a nice thing to do for some hummingbirds. I, you know, I, I like birds. They eat the bugs. So that would be good for those, uh, spotted lantern flies. That's what they're called. Not lighthouse flies, spotted lantern flies. So hummingbirds are cool. Do you have lizards where you are? Fuck no. The lizards. Uh, uh, there are some little salamanders. Though. I was digging up rocks the other day. I found like some the orange ones, uh, orange ones and black ones. Yeah. So we That's got like cool. the green, the green oh, animals. Yeah. I yeah. Know they, yeah. They look very much like geckos. Um, I found out some time ago that one of the main parts of their diet is spiders. Oh, nice. That's good. So, like, they are yeah. easily my favorite species of animals in the state. Um, oh, I know what I was going to tell you. Uh, uh, yeah, I, if, if they could survive in, in this climate, I would get them as well. Um, so, we have a motion sensor light in the backyard, and it rarely goes off, especially in the middle of the night. And when it does, I'm like, shit, somebody's in the backyard. Like, let me, you know, let me defend the house. Um, but a bird has nested, and it's on the second floor, so I can't even get to it. A bird has nested on top of the lights, and that's where the sensor is. Okay. So all night long, the bird and the baby birds or whatever is in there uh, are moving around, bobbing their head and shit, and uh, the light's on all night long. And then the second it goes off, it pops right back on 
because of course the bird notices that the light's gone off. It's probably like a heat source and probably clicks, wakes the bird up, and then it goes right back on. So, or you could just turn it off. Yeah, I don't know where the switch is for that, actually. <laughs> so, I haven't been here that long. Uh, all right, so we hit tip mouse. Um, you want to read the next one here? Oh, we're still on. I, I thought we hit 28. Yeah, we're on the next page here. Oh, no, no. We're going through your Google Docs. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't doing that. Oh, you weren't on that? Oh, oh, okay. I, I was on the misconceptions. I want to throw one other one out there, which I, I told you before we started the cast. Um, that everyone, if you ask anybody, where do you lose most of your heat in in the cold? Everyone would be like, yeah, you lose most of your heat from your head. And that's based on a study that they did um where they had like infrared cameras and stuff of soldiers guess what the soldiers were wearing heavy jackets and probably gloves and boots yeah so the only part of their body that was actually exposed was their head well no shit you lose most of your heat from your head look i'm a man of no hair on the head and i can tell you i was skiing um in march maybe uh it was march when i went over to colorado Either way, it was a couple months ago, I didn't wear a hat the whole time. There was there was a brief amount of time. There was one really cloudy day, and I like pulled up the hood over my head. But my head doesn't really get cold. My ears don't get cold either. I don't know, but you know when it, the sunny days where it was really warm out, I actually opened my jacket to cool off. So I think you lose most of your body heat from your torso. Um, that's where most of your body heat's going to reside because yeah, that's, that's your, where, the, with the exception of your brain, that's where all of your critical organs are. That's where the action's happening. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, you want to hit the gravy train? Uh, the gravy train? Oh, I, yeah, I, I like, love the you... phrase gravy train. <laughs> I, I don't really, I'm not even familiar with this phrase. It's not in my lexicon, but, even... but I, I've heard it. Like I know it. I've heard of it before. Yeah, I love the it's phrase. It's not something train. that I use. I think mm. it. Like, I I like thinking about it literally. Like, uh, well, I think that's that's what the misnomer is, is is not gravy nor a train. But I'll let you I'll let you explain what it is. I I just have this image of like this old steam engine puffing along <laughs> with giant open carts <laughs> of. I... Thick steaming gravy, and someone saying, <laughs> "You have any idea how much this is worth?" <laughs> I am more of a Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, Chocolate River type uh, image. No train at all, but <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thinking about like, like coasting through the hills of Pennsylvania. Is this train stocked with gravy? <laughs> Not the mashed potato mountains. Uh, all right. So, what is a gravy train? What does it mean? Well. <laughs> Rosh is saying there's mashed potatoes on the other side of the tracks, and if they collide, it's just delicious. <laughs> I'm not a big gravy guy, actually. But all right, go ahead. Tell me, what is a gravy train? I don't know. An easily exploited source of money. Okay, and where does it come from? I mean, uh, a metaphorical extension. Gravy can refer to something additional or unexpected, or. or uh, yeah, I guess it's just that, like, it's, it, yeah, it's something additional or unexpected that's pleasing or valuable in the way that literal gravy can add something tasty or complimentary to a meal. Hmm. 
Okay. What is a gravy boat? Is that gravy what you serve gravy boat? in? Yeah, it's like the like cup that you keep the gravy in. All right. So I'm going to share the next one, but I do want to get hit some of the misconceptions also. Um, but buffalo wing, which I, think I know most people know this. No, one. I know you would you would be surprised. I can say really? probably I would say probably three or four people in the last couple of years um, thought actually buffalo wings were somehow related to like like a species of cow, like a buffalo type animal. How? I don't know. I don't have any idea. It's so weird. But there's some things I mean, you unless just, they're I, like just relying too heavily on the Buffalo Wild Wings logo, <laughs> which is which is a buffalo. I went to a buffalo. I have fond memories of Buffalo Wild Wings in South Carolina. I went to a Buffalo Wild Wings here in New Jersey, like all revved up. It's been well over a decade, as you know, that I've been to a Buffalo Wild Wings. Place hasn't changed. Well, maybe I've changed. Then it was really it was it was this, it was like an arena. It was this giant wide open maybe it was also during coronavirus the tables were like eight feet apart from each other it was super bright like there was no warmth to being inside the restaurant there's a lot of like basketball and like football signs on the wall a lot of sports tvs and the food was have you been to a friday's lately i have not been to a tga friday's in probably 10 years you know when you go in the freezer aisle in uh, the grocery store and you see like the friday's uh loaded potato wedges or something yeah, it's the same food they serve in the restaurants. It's the same exact food they serve in the restaurants, and the restaurant serves it about as well, prepares it about as well as you would if you opened a pack of frozen food and popped in the microwave. Yeah, yeah. Like if you go to a TGA Fridays or an Applebee's or something, what you're really saying is, I'd rather pay somebody else to microwave my food. That's exactly what's happening. It was disgusting. I went to Fridays a year ago because I remember I haven't lived in the suburbs for over a decade, so. Um, in the city, it's you know, like we have Fridays, we have Olive Garden. People don't go to those things. So I went to a Friday. I was, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> like this is just frozen food. And and even worse, we were served pl- with plastic utensils. Yo, I would really like to meet the person that's a tourist in New York City and says, <laughs> oh "My God, where do you think we should go for dinner tonight? How about the Olive Garden?" And there's a giant Olive Garden in Times Square. There's also a big uh, Fridays in, in yeah, Times Square. Who goes there? Like, so many you're, people. You're so in a city people. that has some of the best food on the planet, and you go to an Olive Garden. It's. I think it's just a, a comfortability thing. Like they're like, hey, you know, we know this is going to be cheap. We know what the food's like. We eat here all the time. Versus like walking down because remember you're hanging out in Times Square. Nobody in New York hangs out in Times Square, so. Most people in New York, the, they spend most of their time in Times Square about 80 feet underground. Mm. On the subway. <laughs> right. Because like, Times Square, it, like if you're riding the subway in New York, if you live in New York City, chances are pretty good you're going through Times Square a lot. But you're not going above ground. There's nothing no. to see. <laughs> exactly. like, why would you do that? Uh, I've noticed, actually, there are giant, uh, like, 40-foot-tall light-up signs, like billboards, uh, escaping Times Square. So my my office is near Herald Square, or at least I walk through Herald Square and near Penn Station, and we have that Times Square esque signs, which are really distracting, and it make they make the streets super bright uh, all around Madison Square Garden, Penn Station area. All right, let me let me show up wings. I would say if you're a tourist in New York City, definitely walk through Times Square. Like it's cool to see. Yeah, you should see it, but you shouldn't be spending your time there. That's, or your money. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Um, and you're probably getting ripped off anyways. Um, buffalo wings. A deep-fried chicken wing with a spicy sauce, usually served with blue cheese dressing. I'm going to read the full thing just so everybody knows here. Buffaloes have never had the capacity to fly. It's a very large creature. They don't have wings. Um, uh, so, <laughs> and, and if they did have wings, the wings would be uh, way too big to fit a dozen of them on a plate. That would be impressive, though. Um, yet, uh, throughout the world, the name Buffalo Wing persists. Uh, but it's not talking about the animal. They're talking about the city of Buffalo in, uh, in New York State. Uh, a little ways outside of Buffalo, uh, Niagara Falls. I actually visited, the, I think it was Anchor Bar, that uh, is, is where the that invented them. Invented buffalo wings, and it's because you know a lot of people they order chicken, they want the chicken breast, or in some cases a chicken thigh, but in in very few cases in the past the chicken wing. They've and gotten super popular in the last fifteen years, though. Chicken wings? Yeah, I think it's been way more than fifteen years. I would say early in our lifetime. Um, they were becoming very popular. Oh, so answer Ra um, Rosh's question about why is it called buffalo sauce? Same reason it's called buffalo wing. Yeah, it's. I think. I think the original. I could be wrong on this, but it's my understanding that the basic buffalo sauce is Frank's Red Hot mixed with butter and, and a couple other spices like basil, a, oregano, garlic. Which is a great sauce, by the way. It is. I, I could eat that as a soup. Some Parmesan. <laughs> Um, right. The, uh, let's just hit the next two real quick. Cat burglar. Um, so the reason why I've, I'm, I haven't read this, but like when I think cat burglar, I think of someone that's like as quiet and stealthy as a cat. That's, that's the idea. Not someone who's burgling cats. <laughs> <They're stealing> cats. <laughs> Which is going to throw off your stealth. <laughs> Imagine trying to steal somebody's cat. People steal dogs. Um, I, yeah, I listened to a podcast actually about this woman who, uh, the, her 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 daughter was mixed up with somebody else's daughter, and she she realized it very early on, and uh, and she raised a daughter as her own for like forty years. That uh, uh, if she noticed early on, why didn't she raise a big stink about it? Her husband uh, her husband told her not to. Her husband told her she was wrong, and and the doctor uh, yeah she didn't want to disgrace the doctor. And and he was the the husband was a a uh, minister, so apparently the doctor had done a lot of free stuff for them, and they didn't want to like disgrace the doctor. And then and then the woman got really sick and almost died for like eighteen months, and she was kind of like bedridden for like eighteen months, not in any position to, uh, you know, be really doing anything about it. And once you've had a child for uh, almost two years that you've been it's a little too late to like go to you know the town next door and be like hey i think we switched the kids well yeah that's something that you probably would have wanted to make an alert about it like in the first week i mean i don't know if you i don't know much about babies um there's one newborn baby in, in my family except now he's actually like one years old uh but they all kind of look the same to me just different versions of like Kind of lumpy, baby. Yeah, very. I wouldn't know if a, if an if a baby like a a fresh human, like freshly out of the womb, I wouldn't know necessarily if that resembled me or or somebody else. I would, and if it didn't resemble me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think to myself, this must be somebody else's baby. 
Yeah, right? they all kind of taste the same too. Yeah, well, if you're eating the, what do people eat the? Uh, uh, what is it? The part placenta? That, Yo, that's placenta. That's that, obscene. That that is weird, man. I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking about the Jewish the Jewish um, thing where they put at the the bris where they collect all the foreskin they put on the ball. I was thinking about how weird that is, and then I was yeah, thinking that's about, weird too. I was thinking about the women that eat eat the placenta. Um, yeah, like and they cook it first. Like, oh god, you will never be able to explain to me why somebody would be compelled to do that. Some animals do it. Like some animal, like yeah, raw. but like also the, the animals eat poop, so. I'm sure there's people out there. I don't know. That, yeah, that, but like, I'm not, you're not going to be able to explain to me why people would do that one either. So. The, the the Norton or McAfee guy that's out in the islands that like is crazy, the antivirus guy. I think he's dead now. Oh, is he dead? Uh, he he got real eccentric and weird. And, uh, either way, uh, uh, coat of arms. Let's just hit this one real quick. Coat of arms. Coat of arms is neither a coat nor arms. Uh, it's herald, uh, usually. It's basically some logos and symbols that your family likes that you have represent your family. But you hold on. There's a John McAfee quote that just is out there. Okay. Where he's like, that? he was talking about how he he's like, I owe a whole crapload of taxes because I had to have my secretary start preparing them because I was too busy fucking my accountant. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. All right. Oh, the Canary Islands. Did you did you know this? Did you know where the Canary Islands got their name? Nope. From canine, from the Latin word canine. And then actually the bird canary was named after the island. The islands weren't named after the bird. The, I guess that makes sense. Well, do you know how oranges were named? By the, the color? They were named after the color. Yeah, unless you're speaking Spanish. Or maybe it's the other way around, where like the color was named after the fruit. Mm. Chicken or the egg. I would say the orange... Or the name orange, or the color orange. The orange fruit, or the color orange, is uh, is more difficult to explain than the chicken and the egg. Well, the chicken, uh, and the egg's easy. The um, the egg came first. Yes, there were eggs way before there were chickens. Uh, that's the be now you're just <sighs> James. You're making this confusing for dumb people. <laughs> well, lots of things I, are. I, you know, they I've should been, be used to it by now. I've been thinking about this lately. That when you tell people that. There's no possible way, like if you give them the evolutionary basis about how, of course, the egg came before the chicken, they still don't like believe you. They're like, oh, that's just what you think. And they're not like, they're not compelled by the evidence. It's, it's not really sinking in. Um, well, it's like the, the old saying of like, if you get into an argument with an intelligent person, you may sometimes win. You get into an argument with an idiot and you will always lose. Yeah, that's why I try to, man. Not not fair. For I don't know. Yet. I think you can go undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, all right. Let, so let's hit the, these more of these misconceptions. Just until we run out of time, we got like five minutes left, and and if we're feeling up to it, maybe we'll hit a couple more. This is a this is a new article. This is from DailyMail.co.uk, a trusty news source. I think that uh, Daily Mail is pretty equivalent to the uh, uh, British version of like uh, the New York Post, right? I don't know. I mean, all these all these news websites now just kind of recycled like bullshit news that's not real news. Uh, I don't think this should be an article on a Daily Daily Mail website. 
I think it should be mostly news. This isn't really news, but it gets it gets readership. So what do you got? Um, yo, this one ticks me off. The Great Wall of China can be seen from space. It can it so, not can be seen from space? Like anything can be seen from space. Wait, if you zoom in enough? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but can it be seen from space by the naked eye? Depends on what your elevation is. Yeah, I guess. They're saying and these, what your definition of space is. Well, they're saying all these spaceship trips that, like, uh, what's his name, Bezos and and uh, the Virgin Mobile guy. Those are, are all taking, low Earth. Low they're Earth like Earth orbit. They're like if you're, if this is space, they're like they're like this far above the Earth, which right. is not which is not even cool. Like it's not right. even if you just cool. end up in free fall for a little while, so you have zero gravity. Yeah, that's like, and yeah. also like I, well. On the topic of space, like the moon is crazy far away from Earth. Relative to what? Relative, well, relative to where these guys are traveling. Like it's not but like, also, making like halfway you, to the moon. Whenever you look at like pictures and it's like, here's the Earth and like here's the moon. Yeah. When in reality, it's like farther <laughs> than that. It's yeah. Uh, so that's that's a thing. Like James is he stretches his arms out to give you the uh, to give you this. Uh, perspective but in actuality we're traveling just a, a, you know a quarter centimeter outside of the surface of the earth what we call space it's not like they're going halfway to the moon and then like chilling out for a little while and coming back yeah you know, the moon is like two hundred and sixty thousand miles away yeah, and you, you couldn't go halfway to the moon and turn back it, am i right on that you would have nothing to really uh you got thrusters sure I mean, you'd, yeah, but getting that high with thrusters, you'd have to have all that fuel with you. Is that even yeah, it would, like, any of the missions to the moon have used the moon's gravity to slingshot them back to Earth. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, having enough thrust to get as far as the moon and then having to reverse that speed using your fuel or whatever, you'd be, yeah, that, that's just not feasible. You just can't carry the fuel that, that far. You drop, you drop the... The fuel tanks, the big, big fuel tanks that get you off of the Earth, which I think you would need similar fuel tanks to slow your speed with thrusters. Well, you would and need, then to accelerate you would need back double Earth. the fuel at least because you, one, you have to slow yourself, and then two, you have to accelerate. Given your right, so you have to accelerate yeah, from Earth to a given speed, and then you have to reverse that acceleration and then accelerate back towards Earth, or you can just let the Moon's gravity do it for you. <laughs> well, if, you, if your calculations are off by by just a millimeter on Earth. It's going to be miles by the time you, you miss the moon. Uh, all right, so hit, hit, share with me another one. I'm, I'm, this one's not written in a format that is, that is easy enough for me to read. There's no, it's not oh, really this good. is another one. Different parts of your tongue detect different tastes. Yeah, I've heard that's not true. Definitely not true. Yeah, you know, I, I used to experiment with that as a kid, and it never, it never kind of rang true to me. Yeah, I, I remember, like, maybe in a health class or something, we even had to, like, memorize the tongue map. Be like, this is sour, this is sweet. And, like, you might have, like, some parts might be more sensitive, but it's not like if, like, the sour part of your tongue can only taste sour, and if you put something sweet to the sour part, be like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> like, you just eating, put it on the wrong place. You're eating some buffalo wings, and it, it goes in the wrong part of your mouth. You go, I, I, so is this pizza? What are, Chinese food? What, what is this? <laughs> Let me move it to the other side of my mouth. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's keep going. Are these numbered somewhere, or are you reading, are you reading the infographic here? I, I, don't worry about it. You can just keep going with this. 
Um, I think we already talked about this one. Fortune cookies. Chinese or not Chinese? Um, I think we did talk about this. Is, is this, is this a, a invented by America? Invented by Japanese Americans. Oh, yes. We did talk about that. Um, during, uh, oh, fuck, we're out of time. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna hit a few more on this list. We're gonna hit a few more on this list, and uh, unfortunately, Instagram and uh, uh, those of you watching on Instagram are gonna have to join us on TikTok or Facebook or YouTube. All right, I'm gonna pause that. We are out. Instagram. Sorry about that, my friends. Uh, we're gonna hit just a couple more misconceptions before we wrap. Um, all right, so this one, there is a dark side of the moon. So. What they're talking about is how, like, the the moon's rotating on its own axis. So, like, at any point, like, over a month or something, the the moon will have sun hit some part of it. But it is true in that there is one side of the moon that faces the Earth at all times. Mm. So, Explain that. So you've got the Earth. The okay. Earth is rotating, right? Okay. And you've got the moon. The moon is rotating. Okay. The moon rotation. So if you've got like my palm is one side of the moon and like okay. the earth. So each one's rotating. But as the moon rotates, mm -hmm. the earth, its orbit moves at the same speed as the moon is rotating. So uh... as the, or actually as the moon orbits the earth, it's not orbiting like this. I it's orbiting you. like so, this, where it's so, cur like where as it as the moon so rotates we only, on its axis. What you're saying is we only see one side of the moon ever. However, we don't always see the whole side of it because we have crescent moons and waning gibbuses. And no, no, no. We oh, like the face of the moon that is facing the Earth is yeah. always the same. Yeah. The part of the moon that's illuminated by the sun changes based on like. Where the, the moon orbit is of the moon is. Yeah, that's so that's why you see phases of the moon in terms of like full moon, half moon, etc. Is, is is that not what I just said when I when I said waning gibbous crescent moon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We're on the same page here. We're on the same page. I, what like, I said was, yeah, we got it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else do we have? Are you skipping right there? through these? I I I see the list here. I see the list. The tongue, the peanuts. Oh, uh, I I hate this one. People use just ten percent of their brain. Yeah, I wish. Now, there's that was some the people case. I've met that that's that, that's true. <laughs> I wish that was the case. Uh, like it's it's not true. You use one hundred percent of your brain. Just chances what, are not all at once. What What about the one prior to that? I thought this one was was true. I had never heard this one. Sunflowers go like this. Any flower kind of tracks the the sun, I thought. So it says the, sun, the sunflowers track the sun across the sky, which I, I, I was pretty sure they do. They're saying that's a misconception. Um, They're saying that they, they actually do track the sun, but only before they've bloomed. Mm, okay, how about the your hair and fingernails continue to grow after, your di after you die? Uh, yeah, that, that saying that's, I've heard this before. Um, uh, they say your your skin just shrinks basically because yeah, because like, yeah, you your body dehydrates, 
And so everything kind of shrivels up and it pushes like your fingernails and your hair out. But it's not that your hair is create like there's new hair cells being created and grown. It's the same hair cells getting kind of just the skin pulls back from them. Mm. Um, what about the you want to do the Empire State one here? You got it. The, the dropping a penny from the top of the Empire State Building would kill someone. Yeah, and not true. They're saying it's not true. A penny only weighs about a gram, and it tumbles as it falls because the it's tumbling and because it has such a light weight and there's a lot of air resistance pushing the penny slowing the penny down effectively that it never hits enough speed so it's not going to be going the speed of a bullet no right? it's going to reach now, if there was no air resistance it might actually be true oh if there was no air resistance uh if it wasn't so also because the penny is flat so maybe if it was something spherical like a marble um if you were to take like I don't think a marble because there's just not enough mass to a marble. But if you were to take like maybe a brick, <laughs> a, a brick, brick would, would definitely kill you. Yeah, somebody died by a brick a couple of years ago. That's why um, they have all that, that local law. I actually think like if you were to do, I'd, I'd love to see this experiment done. Drop a penny from the top of the Empire State Building and measure how fast it's going when it hits the ground. I would bet that if you had someone that had a good enough arm, they could throw a penny faster than its terminal speed. Yeah, because I, like you're whipping your arm, you get like the penny is going to be going faster than its air resistance would normally allow under gravity. I would bet that you could you would hurt somebody worse by throwing a penny as hard as you could at their head than dropping it off the Empire State Building. Hmm. Uh, uh, you want to hit uh, one of these next ones here? Um. No, you keep going. Okay, uh, many people believe that bulls are angered by the color red, uh, when in actuality it's proven they, they can only see blue and yellow. However, they react to the cape because of the movements of fluttering, which, for whatever reason, enrages them. <laughs> so that's strange. Well, it's, uh, you, can, you can try this experiment with like a dog or a cat, where it's like any, any movement like that will, will excite the animal. Yeah, how about uh, caffeine causes dehydration, uh, but it actually only acts as a mild diuretic. Which well, what is dehydration? De yeah, dehydration. If, you, if if it raises your body temperature and you're sweating, or if you're uh, peeing and, a lot, and if if it's acting as a diuretic and you're peeing more, I think a cup of coffee certainly could make you dehydrated that way. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not sure about that fact there. And it also makes you have to take a crap. Thank you, Rush. <laughs> Thank you, Rush. <laughs> Um, I, oh, you said this before on the podcast, the next one, number 30. Um, your blood is blue before it's oxygenated. Yeah, that's total crap. I don't know. I think that the myth comes that like, because your veins have a vaguely bluish appearance just because of the material that veins are made out of, yeah. but blood is red no matter what. Um, next one, goldfish has a memory of only three seconds. Apparently, that's not true. Uh, they can be trained to respond to various ways uh, to certain colors of light, uh, different types of music, sen other sensory cues. So that's interesting. I would have loved to have been the science, like the, the the research assistant that had to write that grant application. <laughs> <laughs> We're certain we hypothesized that uh, the goldfish have. Uh, how much do you need in funding? Eight million dollars. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, and, oh God. Uh, 
Uh, all right, what else do you want to hit? Um, we'll get through a couple real quick. Albert Einstein was bad in school. Not even remotely true. Mm. Like he was like way ahead of like his peers, especially in math. No, I don't know where that came from. I, the, you know, Albert Einstein. He's not. He's not really depicted in movies very much. Um, you know, you have like Stephen Hawking. There's a movie called The Theory of Everything. Like that's actually a good movie. Um, you got who's a Alan Turing? There's a uh, there's an Alan Turing movie. Um, but but Einstein doesn't like he's depicted in movies, but he's not. There's, there's no Albert Einstein story. Yeah, think, and that's that's unfortunate because his life is fascinating it well it i think his life is 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 really cool and uh being able to contextualize his uh basically what he discovered in his lifetime uh would i think play really well on a movie if it was written to a way that that most viewers could understand it but he just i don't think he lived enough drama well there were some issues with the way he treated the women in his life well, Stephen Stephen Hawking, by the way, had like several wives, didn't he? I know he had more than one, at least. I don't know. Mm. All right. Uh, what else should we should we hear? Here? Um, let's do one more and call it a night. All right. Fair enough. Um, we already talked about carrots helping you see in the dark, but I think that's a good one to end on. I got I, I got to do the salty water. All right. Do the salty water. I'll, I'll I'll do the carrots in the dark, and you can end with salty water. Okay. Uh, so carrots helping you see in the dark. That was a myth that the British came up with during World War II. Do you know why? Hmm. Um. Yeah. We. I'm not. I'm not reading what you said. Uh, or what's on the page? I think we talked about this, and I think was it that they had like night vision or something, and they were just telling Radar. people they're eating carrots. Radar. Yeah, and they were just telling people they eat a lot of carrots, right? Yeah, so they had radar so they could detect the German bombers that were flying over London, and they could train their anti-aircraft batteries on them because they could pick them up with radar even though it was nighttime. And so the Germans couldn't figure out why their planes were getting shot down in the middle of the night. And the the British said, we have better night vision because of all the carrots that we eat. Because of all the carrots we eat over here in England, yeah. Um, I, I want to... This salty water. So adding salt to water uh, makes it boil quicker. When in actuality, that is not the case. Um, however, uh, I wanted to add that water can boil more quickly at higher altitudes. Mm -hmm. So that is that is pretty interesting. And also, when you're at higher altitudes, you have to adjust your baking. Because just temperature works different because of the the uh, air, air pressure. pressure. Yeah, uh, so that that is pretty cool. Did you see the video? They found some crazy fish, like like so many miles underwater this week. You see that one? No, but you, you I, ever I, seen I any fish that they that they bring up from from way down deep in the ocean? Yeah, they're they, scary looking. They look like blobs. Well, really, they don't look like that in their natural habitat, but they're under so much pressure underwater that when they bring them up to sea level, there's much less pressure on them because they don't have as much water pushing down on them, and they just kind of explode. So well, they would like explode hemorrhaging. if you bring them out into the air, but the thing is, like, the reason why fish don't get crushed by like that the insane pressures at ten or 20,000 feet below sea level is because 
there's not really any gas in the fish. And so water doesn't really compress. Like, its compressibility is tiny. So, like, there, like the fish doesn't have anything in it that's really compressible. Well, mm, I'll send you these pictures of these fish. I would think that some aspects of the fish, like, even, like, their muscle fibers and things like that uh, could compress. But what you're talking about is the actual air and the, and the oxygen that is inside of their body. It's yeah, because it, like it's going to be oxygenated solution, so there's no air bubbles. It's all dissolved oxygen, so it's like there's no gas that's going to be able to expand or contract with compression. You know, I want to what I yes, I, uh, I I follow you there. One one of the things I wanted to talk about was the all these waters that they're selling, all these waters that they're like... Oh, uh, the alkaline waters? Alkaline water and the water with extra... So there's some uh, NBA players got this water with extra oxygen in it. But... H3O. Water, well, uh, no, that would be that H2O2. Yeah. yeah, no. Oh, H2O2, that's, well, H2O2 that's, is hydrogen peroxide. It's peroxide, exactly. Yeah, which so, you don't want to drink. I, I walked out of a CVS the other day and saw this sign that said, now with more oxygen in your water and i thought to myself exactly what you just said h2o2 isn't that that peroxide like what let's like what are the water factories like shake up the water more or something there's no, what uh so it makes me have you seen idiocracy i've seen religion religiosity or no. what's that bill Maher? um you've got to watch the movie idiocracy I I may watch it this evening. Um, um, all right, fair enough. We can, we close the podcast on this note. We uh, yeah, because when you're talking about the water having more uh, oxygen in it, oh it makes me think of uh, a product in the movie Idiocracy, Brondo, the thirst mutilator. It's got electrolytes. <laughs> um. All right, let's. Uh, I I I want to keep going actually, but we got to end. We got to wrap up for tonight. We got misnomers and we got misconceptions. That is the episode. Thank you guys. And Rosh is saying to stay on for some reason. All right, so we're gonna stay here and leave all of you guys. We're just gonna end our stream. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and all audio podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And we will see you next time. Adios. All right, you made it this far. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening this much. Uh, but I do have one request, and it is that if you have not already, please consider following this podcast. helps us grow, and uh, we appreciate it. So we'll see you next time. Adios. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.